The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. Thank you so much for joining us again here on Winning Ponies. Hope you had a slew of winners over the weekend. Of course, right now, everybody's kind of on pins and needles, uh, seeing uh, how the horses are faring as they gear up for the Breeders' Cup. And one big thing that's going to happen just prior to the Breeders' Cup is going to be uh, a presentation by OwnerView. And we brought in Gary Falter. I've known Gary for probably over 25 years. He's originally an Ohio native. Uh, He ended up joining the Jockey Club Information Systems. And uh, he owned horses for at least 34 years and actually raised uh, the Canadian champion turf mare points of grace. So uh, Gary's touched the sport on just about every level. And I don't think they could have a a better guy as the resource officer for the thoroughbred owner view. And uh, so Gary's going to tell us about a big event that's going to be happening out there at the Breeders' Cup. Now, for our handicapping segment at the bottom of the hour, we're bringing in Jude Feld. Of course, Jude's been on this show several times. He's not a one, but a two-time Eclipse Award winner. And what's uh, interesting about Jude's career is he has a one Eclipse Award as a writer, and another one as part of Horse Racing Radio Network's broadcasting team for their coverage of the 2010 Breeders' Cup Classic. So we'll be talking to Jude about uh, the Breeders' Cup, uh, how they prepare and get ready for such a broadcast, and also then we're going to tap into him. I know he's uh, in the uh, central Kentucky area, so we've got a couple races from Keeneland. One will happen tomorrow. The Pin Oak Valley View, it's a grade three going on the turf, and uh, it should be very, very interesting. Every single horse in the race is shipping in from someplace. None of them had a trip over the the Keeneland track this season. Of course, it it is a very brief season. And uh, the same thing is going to happen on Saturday in the grade two Lexus Raven run. That's a seven furlong affair uh, that drew another big field. So you're going to have some plenty of uh, great betting opportunities there. And then for those of you who have been tracking the New York breads, you definitely want to tune in to Belmont Park on Saturday. A slew of top stakes races for the state breads in New York. That's highlighted by the Empire Classic handicap of three hundred thousand dollar race. So uh, in this one, we are comparing apples to apples in the Big Apple, whereas at Keeneland, it is a crapshoot. So with all those big fields that we're going to be handicapping, you know what you want to do. You want to pull down our easy win forms. Another great week at winningponies.com. It's as easy as that. Pick the card you want. Uh, They're running the uh, cup and saucer 
up at uh, Woodbine. Of course, that's a mountain of 16th for the babies, the two-year-old uh, boys. And uh, that makes for an interesting handicapping challenge. They've got a pretty full field. So you're going to want to pull down your easy win forms there because at Woodbine, uh, just five days ago, we pulled down a $1 super that paid 2000 $457. And for those of you that are going to tune in to the New York-based card at Belmont Stakes, last week we had a $1 super key that paid $1,970. Just go to the website. doesn't cost you anything. Take a look. You can see all the big scores that we've had over the last week. Well, uh, no big surprise here. The NTRA poll, once again, California Chrome retains first place. Can't wait for this Breeders' Cup Classic to come up. So he uh, easily uh, continues to dominate uh, here. He got all 37 first place votes. So who was in his wake? Well, the undefeated three-year-old Eclipse Award champion Philly Songbird. Perfect career, 11 for 11. She's ranked number two for Hall of Famer Jerry Hollendorfer. Teppen, queen of the turf. Yes, she was finally defeated after 11 straight wins, but she remains third. As you recall, photo call and Kent DeSormo just absolutely stole uh, the last race from Teppen at Keeneland. Was on top by 10, turning for home. Teppen tried to reel him in. Couldn't happen. So uh, it was an upset, but the Cassies aren't disappointed. Looks like she's right on target for the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup mile. Rounding out the top 10, Frosted. We know where he's going now. Flintshire, Arrowgate, being the classic. Stellar Wind and Beholder. Lady Eli and AP Indian. Stellar Wind and Beholder, I believe, will be matching strides with Songbird. It'll be very interesting. Well, speaking of Beholder, just absolutely blazed in a Breeders' Cup drill uh, this morning. Great workout uh, at Santa Anita. It's so great that the six-year-old is still uh, in, in training. Gary Stevens was in the saddle, had a horse to run at, and couldn't have done better. Our fractions were 11 and 1, 22 and 2, 34 and 1 for those six furlongs, and closed out a five furlong finishing time of 59 and 1. So everybody high as a kite, feeling that Beholder is back on top. Really happy, good mentally. Uh, so the whole barn, very, very happy about what's going on uh, with her coming into this race. Of course, like I said, she's probably going to go up against Stellar Wind and Songbird. And Songbird herself had a nice work this week. As a matter of fact, it was this morning at Santa Anita. Did six furlongs and one, 12 and four. And Jerry Hollendorfer was very happy with the work. She went some good fractions early, uh, 12 and 4, 24 and 4, 36 and 2, and just cruised out at the wire. Uh, you know, Hollendorfer timed his filly a few ticks slower than the Santa Anita clockers. He had her going out a mile to put that foundation in her in 139 and 4. The whole main thing is, though, Hollendorfer said very nice and smooth. And she just happens to be a very good workhorse. So we will see her uh, going in the Breeders' Cup, knock on wood. And we now know, it's been a secret up until now, Kieran McLaughlin didn't even know where Frosted was going. And it is confirmed that he'll be going in the Breeders' Cup Classic. They weren't sure uh, if he was going to go in the mile or not. 
So uh, he's going to go in the Classic, and that's going to make it even more interesting with the other horses that he's going to be lining up against when when he gets there. Of course, uh, Frosted has some sensational credentials, and uh, we're going to see what's going to happen. He's going to go the mile and a quarter. Another horse that's uh, always in the, the headlines uh, is Run Happy, and uh, Run Happy did have a uh, a work. I guess he has some morning antics that they're not crazy about. Uh, he, they said he was extremely obstinate under exercise rider Marcus O'Donnell, who uh, had to give him a good deal of prodding before he finally broke off at the three-eighths pole. Sometimes he decides how far he's going to go. So uh, the story continues with Run Happy. And while I don't have all the details, I did see where the Borrells um, will not be maintaining ownership of any of the horses that were found at the Kentucky farm in uh, pretty terrible condition. Uh, catch a glimpse. I hammered her over the weekend and she hammered me right back, finishing off the board, came in seventh in the Queen Elizabeth Challenge Cup at Keeneland. The only time she's finished worse than second and 11 starts. And so uh, the Cassies are just kind of scratching their head and say, you know what? She might not be done for the season. We may just see her back. Well, the uh, Daily Date Racing Forum uh, put out some Breeders' Cup early fields if you want to get a jump on it. And uh, let's just take a look. Now, these are, you know, predictions from the handicappers and the writers, and the comments are by them, too. Uh, Jay Privman uh, did the comments on the Classic and the odds. Mike Watchmaker, right now, he's got California Chrome penned at 7-5. to five. Arrowgate at 7-2. to two. Maybe they knew something we didn't know because they got frosted as the third pick at 6-1. to one. After that, Melatonin at 12 to 1, Opportunity at 15 to 1. How about this? The Kentucky Derby winner penned in at 15 to 1. He just hasn't seen the same since he set all that pace in the Preakness Stakes. Others on the outside looking in are Gunrunner, Shaman Ghost, and Win the Space. All right, that is the look at the classic. Let's take a look at some of the other top races in there. Again, these are these are the daily racing form guys that are giving us this info. Steve Anderson and and Mike Watchmaker uh, did the uh, mile and a half turp. No surprise here. Flintshire on top, and it looks like even though she won the arc, and just on Saturday was second in the Champion Stakes at Ascot. Aiden O'Brien is saying that Found is going to come. So you've got uh, Flintshire at 2-1, to one, Found at 3-1, to one, Highland Reel at 6-1, to one, and the rest, again, outsiders. Let's take a look now. Uh, Brad Free, of course, out on the West Coast, takes a look at the Breeders' Cup distaff. He's got Songbird with the edge and the odds at 2-1. to one. And why wouldn't you? Undefeated in 11 starts. Behind her, Beholder. We just heard about what that good work she had. The Richard Mandela trainee at 3-1. to one. Then you've got Stellar Wind that figures also at 3-1. to one. And underneath, you got Carolina. I'm a chatterbox. Forever unbridled. And Corona Del Inca. Again, you can go up to the Daily Racing Forum and find what they feel the fields will be and what they feel that the odds are going to be for the Breeders' Cup races. Of course, uh, Lady Eli 
on top the Breeders' Cup filly and mare turf. But you go ahead. I'm not going to uh, read them all off. It would take most of the show. Uh, with that, let's go back and look at some of the races that we looked at last week with my friend Jody Evans. Starting off, we did of the Friday stake at Keeneland, the Buffalo Trace, Franklin County, grade three, Interesting race, five and a half dash on the finish, and it did provide us with an exciting finish. It was Jody's pick, Miss Ella, getting the job done. Graham Motion having a great meet. Joel Rosario in the saddle. Miss Ella rallied from eighth and got up by a neck over the slight favorite, Fair Point. Jose Ortiz, who's at Keeneland for the first time. The Shug McGahee trainee kind of hopped at the start, was forced out uh, in the sixth path on the turn, and ended up in the second spot again, only beating a neck. And in for third money at 58-1, to one, smoke signals ridden by James Graham. Again, that was Friday stakes at Keeneland. Then the QE2, we already mentioned it, it was upset. Time. We can't take anything away from time and motion. This three year old daughter of Tappet, who's out of the Phipps Racing Partnership, was sensational in a well timed ride by John Velasquez. People say, I wonder where Johnny's going to be on Saturday. Well, time and motion's the reason he was in Kentucky. In the second spot, right there was Harmonize, and it was the Irish bred Hawksmoor who really pressured Catch a Glimpse for most of the race that held on for the third spot. At Belmont Park, it was the Grade 3 Futurity. And the odds-on horse theory got the job done. He was second until the stretch, got urged on by Javier Castellano, and the Todd Pletcher trainee got it done by three and a half lengths. Over Star Empire was third most of the way. That's uh, Wesley Ward trainee. Also in the second spot was Moves Like Al E, horse that led to the lane. An Ohio bred, believe it or not. So the final race we looked at was the Pebbles, and it was Thundering Sky at 11 to 1, who got the job done coming out of the Ontario Cotillion at Woodbine. So that was a look at the races we handicapped last week. Again, we've got Jude Feld on with us. That's going to handicap some of the Keeneland races and New York races and tell us about his uh, wind-up to the Breeders' Cup. And before that, we're going to talk to a guy that's putting together an educational seminar for the ages prior to the Breeders' Cup, Gary Falter, who's with Owner View. So we're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Winning Ponies. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com The home of the easy win form The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses At most American and Canadian tracks Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races Don't worry, let WinningPonies.com make some money for you 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, thanks for joining us again. I mentioned a little bit of uh, Gary's resume at the top of the show. He's owned and bred thoroughbreds for 34 years. You learn something new every day. I was not aware aware that he was a sovereign award winner, uh, breeder of Canadian champion turf mare Points of Grace. Uh, Gary has pretty much touched the sport on every level, and uh, he's been responsible for managing the development of equine Line.com, uh, who's the internet-based information network for owners, breeders, trainers, farm personnel. It's extremely uh, far-reaching. And uh, now uh, one of their uh, new things is OwnerView, relatively new, and uh, they're going to be serving up a, a great seminar just prior to the Breeders' Cup. Gary Falter, welcome to Winning Ponies. Hi, John. Good to be on the show with you. Well, it's good. To, it's good to get you on. We we go back a few years now. Uh, you know, obviously, if we don't have owners, we don't have a game. And you know, I, over the years, for many reasons, the sport lost owners. Of course, the that one year where we lost so many foals, and then a lot of mares didn't get back uh, in foal. I think we could have lost some people in the game there. Uh, of course, uh-huh. at at some point, we lost some tax benefits. We could have lost some people there. So you've got one of the most important jobs in racing, in my opinion, and that's getting people to pony up money and become owners again. Uh, what's the vision of not only Gary Falter, but uh, the people connected with OwnerView? Sure, John. Um, you know, back in 2011, you might recall uh, the Jockey Club announced at the uh, Saratoga Roundtable nine industry initiatives to build sustainable growth in our industry. And one of those nine initiatives was for us to develop new tools and resources to encourage ownership. Uh, McKinsey went out and interviewed well over uh, a thousand different owners around the country and, and asked them, you know, what do you think of ownership and how did you get in and what are some of the issues? And the overwhelming response that they received was it's just so difficult to get information once they became an owner. I mean, many owners actually told McKinsey that uh, when they became an owner, it was so difficult to, to learn about the game. It was like a board game with no instructions. And they learned <laughs> a lot of things by uh, trial and error, uh, by, you know, you try this and see if it works. So we, we had decided at the Jockey Club that we were going to create some new resources on the internet and some new 
activities to encourage and promote ownership, and that's how OwnerView came about. And we launched it uh, the website in May of 2012. So we've been, it, that website's been around for about uh, four years now. Well, it's pretty good. I uh, would advise uh, our listeners to, to go to uh, y- y- your website. It really touches on everything. Just briefly, trainers, syndicates, ownership, stallion farms, incentives, uh, owner programs, uh, advisors, auctions, um, licensing, veterinary, how they get to different publications. I mean, it, you, you, t- you touch on everything. I mean, and then, of course, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the, the owner conference a little bit later in right. this conversation. But, but it is pretty neat because I, I run into people all the time that uh, kind of come to me and say, you know, I'd like to get in the game. You know, what's your advice? Well, now I can tell them to go to Thoroughbred Owner View. Uh, but mm-hmm. my, my advice is, and where I had success and a lot of fun, was through syndicates. And right. uh, uh Good friend of mine, Jeff Greenhill, who's a top trainer in the Midwest, does a great job of telling you what he's got available, how much of a share you want to buy, what it's going to cost you. Everything's up front. You can buy 40% of a horse, 10% of a horse, and and it gets you into the game. And I've always heard it's better to own part of a good horse than all of a bad one. I'm a big supporter (laughs) of syndicates. Sure. Well, you know, John, our our vision with OwnerView was to create the central resource of information. And, and just for all your listeners to know, everything on the website is free. You don't have to pay for anything. So we have every active trainer in North America with all their statistics. Many trainers have registered with the site and put up profiles about themselves, how to contact them, where they're stabled, and different information about their training. Uh, racing syndicates, uh, here's an interesting story. When we launched OwnerView, uh, we wanted to put syndicates, uh, and that is a very popular area on our on our website. We couldn't even find uh, the the racing syndicates that were in North America in a, in a place where we could tap into those and and get them on our website. It took us literally months to research the racing syndicates that were out there. And when we launched, I think we had about twenty racing syndicates that we knew of and we had them on the website and we're, we're well over 50 at this point. Um, so there's, that's a point in case that owners, new owners, existing owners, it doesn't matter who they were, unless you knew of a racing syndicate and who they were, there was no resource for uh, a person to turn to, to research the various racing syndicates. And we have uh, most of, of them in North America on, on owner view. So as uh, a real popular section, um, the licensing. I mean, everybody knows that if you're going to be a thoroughbred owner, you have to be licensed. And uh, although there's not a national owner license, we put on owner view every state that has a racing commission with links to their website, links to their owner license forms, so that if a trainer calls up the owner and says, you know, hey, boss, we're going to be racing in Kentucky, uh, Keeneland later this week, you need to get licensed there, go to owner view, click on license, click on Kentucky, click on the license form, fill it out, send it in. And, and so that we're just trying to make that process a lot more seamless and, and easier than uh, trying to find all these websites and try to find your way around this industry. No, it really is. And, and again, I, I, w- I would advise for our listeners to, to go there. It, it's just a fun thing to read. And you, you'll learn things that maybe you thought you knew and you didn't. But uh, right yeah. now, Gary, yeah. I, I know uh, mm-hmm. you're Probably uh, going to be heading out west, uh, the Thoroughbred uh, Owners Conference on Breeders' Cup Week, October 31st through November 3rd. Walk us through it because it looks like you got a slew of events lined up. 
Yeah, we do. Actually, it, it's, it's great. We've aligned with the Breeders' Cup this year, and the Breeders' Cup has been great. We've incorporated some of the, the weekly Breeders' Cup activities into the conference, but um, you know, this will be our third conference. We, we started at Keeneland, we went to Gulfstream, and now we're out at Santa Anita. Uh, we've got some great business sessions, great panelists. I mean, uh, some people that are the who-who's in the industry who want to share their stories and share their knowledge with the audience. And we have owners from 23 different states coming to this conference. And it starts Monday afternoon, October 31st. We'll have a single panel that afternoon talking about different business considerations for racehorse ownership. And we've got three really good owners on that panel, George Bolton and, and Mike McMahon and Pete Bradley, uh, wanting to share their insights. Uh, Kenny McPeak, trainer, is going to be on that panel. And we have Jen Shaw, an accountant, and uh, Shannon Arvin, an attorney, on that panel. And, and once that panel's over and we go through all the Q&A, our, all of our guests will be able to go to the Breeders' Cup draw uh, for the Distaff and the Classic. And then after that, we'll have there'll be a nice reception. So all of our, our attendees will be able to enjoy the Breeders' Cup, Cup draw and mingle with a lot of the connection to those horses. That, that's uh, great. Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday looks great. I mean, you got to get oh, up yeah. a little bit early. You've got your trackside breakfast uh, near Clocker's Corner. Uh, you're mm-hmm. going to have, uh, obviously, Breeders' Cup winning owners. But, you know, m- my favorite guys in the game are the jockeys enlisted that I can mm-hmm. see are Chris McCarron, Gary Stevens, yeah. Lafitte Kai, Mike Smith, Victor Espinoza. I mean, it's got to be great to be able to get up and close to these Hall of Famers. Yeah, that's a great panel. Richard Migliori, another great jockey. He's going to moderate the panel. And these guys, you know, we call them, they're our rock stars in the industry. They just have fabulous stories, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Chris McCarron, I mean, I can just listen to the stories all day. Uh, Gary Stevens and, and Lafitte and Mike and then Victor. I mean, these guys have seen and done it all. So just really, really pleased that they all agreed to be a part of the conference and uh, I think our, our attendees, which, again, are owners from all over the country, are going to really enjoy listening to these guys and meeting many of these guys during the, the breakouts. Well, uh, uh, boy, I'm trying to put 10 pounds in a 5-pound sack. Later that day after lunch, uh, they're going to get a chance to meet some of the best in the game. We're talking about Art Sherman, trainer of California Chrome, uh, Doug O'Neill, Owen Hardy, Phil D'Amato, and Richard Mandela. Again, as, as great as it is to get up against those uh, famous jockeys, you, you're going to get to pick the brains of some of the greatest trainers in the game. Yeah, and all these guys were just so uh, willing and gracious to be a part of this conference because they know that owners are such a key part of our game. And as you said, John, without owners, we don't have a, a product. And, and, you know, they're, they're very willing to share their insights and share their stories and answer questions of owners in the audience. And we'll have owners anywhere from uh, people who are, have never owned a racehorse to those who are fairly new at it to those who have been in the game for many, many years. So it's a, it's a great cross-section of owners from all around the country. Um, the, the owner panel that we have, the Breeders' Cup winning owners, I mean, Barbara Banky with Curlin and my Miss Aurelia, John Ammerman had adoration. I mean, who or forget Billy Koch was Singletary winning at, at the Breeders' Cup race several years ago. And, uh, and Ken Kanakin, I don't know if you remember Ken's race, but it was a Breeders' Cup sprint several years ago where it was a four-horse photo finish. And his wow. horse finished up on top, dancing in silks. And it was a horse he paid 20-some thousand dollars for. And he wins a Breeders' Cup sprint. So a great cross-section of owners just talking about their experiences and their insights into ownership. 
and I uh, can't wait to hear that group. And then later that day, we're going to have a real uh, enjoyable, real fun session where Nick Clooney is going to MC a, a session of what we're calling Racehorses in Hollywood, where we'll feature the movie Secretariat and Seabiscuit and Dreamer and 50 to 1. And then uh, uh, Penny Chenery, Miss Chenery, owner of Secretariat, has agreed to make an appearance. So she'll be on stage with Nick talking about the movie Secretariat and the ho- actual horse. And then Laura Hillenbrand is going to be our guest uh, when we show the clips from Seabiscuit to talk about uh, the movie Seabiscuit. And as you know, she was the author of the, of the book Seabiscuit. So what a, what a great session that'll be. And then um, our, our guests will then will go off to dinner there at Santa Anita. And, and that's just Tuesday. Then we've got Wednesday and Thursday also. Well, I'm up against the clock here. I, uh, Nick Nick Clooney, of course, uh, some of his uh, the, our listeners might recall his son, uh, some guy by the name of George Clooney. I used to be on the radio in the mornings with Nick Clooney. We did a thing called Pick the Pony. you got to ask Nick mm. Clooney, say, did you ever gallop horses at River Downs? <laughs> because he did. He yes, did. he's going to talk and, about that. <laughs> and George George uh, uh, is named after his uncle, who was a trainer yeah. at River Downs. Believe it or not, you're, 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 you're exactly right. Uh, that's all part of what we've learned about Nick, and he's going to talk about some of those things. Um, and then you know, later in the week, we've got Eddie Olchek, the famous hockey player, that's also a NBC broadcaster for horse racing, giving our keynote address. So we're real excited about that. He's just passionate about the sport. And then if that isn't enough, uh, all of our guests will be treated to the Breeders' Cup on Friday and Saturday. We have reserved seating for all of our guests as part of their registration to enjoy the races on both Friday and Saturday. All right, Gary, uh, my producer's telling me I got about 30 seconds left. How do we get involved if we can? Well, um, just go to ownerview.com. If any of your listeners are interested in attending the conference, we still have room. It's, it's, it's starting to fill up, but we still have space. And uh, visit the website, go to the owner conference, check out the schedule, uh, and love to, love to see uh, as many owners as we can get out there from Ohio and all around the country. Whether you're new to the game, whether you've been in the game for 30, 40 years, um, you, you'll meet owners from all over the country. And the one thing that I've learned in these past two conferences is the networking and the meeting of, of all these different people plays a huge role in the success of this conference. We've got great business sessions, great panels, great social events, but the networking and the meeting of your peers from all over the country is also huge. Gary Falter, thanks a million for joining us on Winning Ponies. Have a great time, and if you ever need anybody to like, carry your luggage to any of these events, you've got my number. <laughs> all right, John. Thanks a lot, and uh, go Buckeyes. All right. Gary Falter from Columbus, Ohio, originally. He's down in Lexington, Kentucky now. I appreciate him being on the show. We're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we come back, we're going to have one of the stars of the Horse Racing Radio Network. They're heading out to the Breeders' Cup. That'll be Jude Feld. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? 
you can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, as you know, I try to get some of the top handicappers and personalities in the country to be on with us here at Winning Ponies, and sometimes I throw my line out in the water, and I'm so happy when all of a sudden I get a hit that says, great, I'd love to be on. And this week, it's Jude Feld, a guy that uh, started out with the daily racing form. Since then, he's gone on to become a thoroughbred horse trainer, uh, and then he like I told you earlier in the show, a two-time Eclipse Award winner, but for two different categories as both a, a writer and as a broadcaster. And Jude Feld, of course, now associated with uh, HRRN, Horse Racing Radio Network, is with us. Jude, how you doing? Great, John. Uh, nice to be with you. Well, it's always good to, uh, A, hear your voice, or B, be even better, uh, see you in person. Well, uh, obviously, all the talk on these airwaves and a lot on your airwaves is uh, gearing up to the Breeders' Cup. As I mentioned earlier in the show, you've already been honored with an Eclipse Award uh, for your production of uh, your radio broadcast of the Breeders' Cup Classic. And I'm just trying to paint a picture for our listeners, uh, all that goes in uh, with uh, you and, and Mike Penna and uh, the, the entire team uh, that you have uh, with uh, the HRRN uh, leading up to the Breeders' Cup. I mean, how much, uh, I mean, do you guys have like a war room where you like figure out who's going to be doing what? Uh, well, Mike does a lot of that. Um, he, he's uh, constantly, uh, you know, working, working on the show. It starts months in advance, as you well know. These things don't come together overnight, and you're dealing with racetracks. The Breeders' Cup's interesting because we're going track to track as a rule. We've been to Santa Anita several times, but, uh, you know, you're, you're always dealing with new people and new setups. This year we're going to actually have uh, two, two setups. We're going to have one in the paddock where Mike and I are going to be. We're going to have another one out in the auxiliary press box. And uh, Jeff Bloom and Kurt Becker are going to be out there. So we're going to go back and forth between the two. Uh, we've also included now um, a chauffeur 
Spanish-speaking people. We have HRN in Espanol, so we've got we've got a couple of guys doing that. So there's a lot of moving parts, as Mike likes to say. And uh, you know, it, it takes it takes a lot to get organized. We've got some tremendous producers uh, at our studio in Lexington, and guys that go on the road with us. It, it's a it's a big team, um, and it's really necessary. Well, it is, but you guys for enough years now have worked in concert together that it seems like you've really got a great blueprint down as, uh, as far as how to attack it. Um, your success at getting guests, uh, uh, luckily I, I've been somewhat blessed. Uh, is, isn't it amazing how many people sometimes you reach out and go, I don't know if this guy's going to do it and find out that so many of these guests are so accommodating and they understand the importance of broadcasting uh, their opinions, thoughts uh, about racing. And you've had successful, uh, you've had a, done a successful job at getting guests year round. Well, we have a good rapport with a lot of different people. Um, you know, me being a trainer for 20 years, that's helped a lot. Um, you know, Mike's been in this business for a long time. Uh, people have been on our show. A lot of trainers listen to our show. So uh, they they know what's going on. Uh, jocks are the same way. Um, the, the the jocks like to come on. Uh, they they uh, they like to get the the word out. Put the put the uh, voice with the with the name in the program, so to speak. Um, you know. So uh, most people in racing they they want to promote the sport. I mean, I think everybody knows that we need all the fans we can get. We need all the owners we can get. So anybody that's involved knows how important it is to, to keep the ball rolling and, and they want to get on there and, and uh, you know, talk about the game. And, of course, as you know, nothing horse people like to do more than talk about horses. <laughs> well, you've got it all, you know, uh, from, uh, from Jack Talk to your uh, uh, live uh, broadcast. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's talk just real briefly about your overall view of, of this year's Breeders' Cup. I mean, the Philly mayor is going to be unbelievable with uh, Stellar Wind, uh, Beholder, and Songbird. I mean, what a matchup. And then, of course, the Breeders' Cup Classic, we just found out, uh, at least I just found out today, that Frosted has finally played his card, and he's, he's going in the Classic. Uh, a quick overview of those two events, which are only two of a lot of great races. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, obviously the the distaff is is an interesting race because you've got you've got Songbird squaring off with with Stellar Wind and Beholder, um, you know, and that's maybe maybe a, a different order than most people are usually hearing. But um, you know, Songbird's just been devastating. Every race has just been uh, you know brutal on the competition. So she, I don't think we've seen the best of her yet. And uh, she's going to have to come up with another great race to beat Stellar Wind and Beholder. Uh, Beholder, obviously, uh, you know, running running great but getting beat. <laughs> That's right. kind of uh, kind of strange. Uh, but her speed figures are awesome. She's been running good races. She's just uh, been on the short end of the stick. So I, I think that's that's an excellent race. And you throw. Horses like Forever Unbridled in there, and Carolina, and I'm a Chatterbox. I mean, that's a that's a pretty deep field, and uh, always always a great race. The Distaff's one of my favorites. Uh, absolutely, it will be this year. Well, um, okay. My question to you is, Arrogate. 
is is he a freak or did he just have the greatest day of his career on Travers Day? Well, I, I guess that remains to be seen if that was the greatest day of his career. But I'll tell you what, as you know, John, I'm no spring chicken. I've been going to the races for uh, a long 56 years now. <laughs> and, I, I mean, I've uh, very few races have impressed me like, like the Travers. I mean, that race was just unbelievable. And a guy that I respect, and, and uh, he was actually – one of my first clients when I started training horses, he was my very first client, actually Jeff Siegel. And, um, you know, Jeff said before the Travers, you'll never get 10 to one on this horse again. And of course, <laughs> as usual, Jeff was right. Um, but it was an impressive race, a, 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 just a devastating performance. So I think he's the real deal. He, he worked great a couple of days ago. Uh, he's, you know, Baffert's going to have him at a fever pitch. But uh, California Chrome, arguably the best horse in the world. I mean, he's run some tremendous races. So I think it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, it certainly is going to be intriguing. I, I, I give the edge to California Chrome because he's older. Um, he's certainly beaten uh, a lot more top competition than Arrogate has, although – you know, Arrogate's win was was fantastic, but he was kind of running against the clock in there the way it turned out. So, um, you know, the rest of the field, I think, is in pretty deep. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. It's going to be interesting. Well, we've got uh, – let's, t- let's take at least a chance to look, look at one of the races. I, I know you're somewhat familiar with Keeneland. We've got a race tomorrow – Hopefully on the turf. I know we have had some uh, wet weather come through. Uh, the Pinoak Valley View and Jude. This is unbelievable. You know, obviously we know it's a boutique meet and short, but talk about con- comparing apples to oranges. Every one of these horses ship- is shipping in from someplace, including France. Yeah, it, you know uh, the Valley View is a, a very nice race, um, and it, it always is. It seems like every year we get we get some nice. Phillies in there. Um, I, I don't know. Graham Motion is just so hot right now, uh, you know. And I, I think his Phillies going to be pretty salty in that race. Tin type gal. She's nine to two on the line. She's a daughter of Tappet. Um, she's never won, run at Keeneland, which is odd. But she's run seven times. She has three victories. She she comes off a third place finish in the Sandpoint behind on leave, who I think is just a, an outstanding filly. And Graham Motion's horses are just running great. He won the nightcap tonight at Keeneland. Uh, you know, earlier in the meet, he won with Miss Temple City. He's, he, he, won, uh, he won a two-year-old stake. I mean, the guy's just uh, hotter than Grandma on a Saturday night. So um, <laughs> he's going to be tough to ignore uh, in the Valley View. Well, I have a hard time uh, with Graham Motion in this race because I can't separate Tintype Gale from Quadera, the English bred, uh, who made two starts in Germany, then came over here and in her North American debut uh, recorded a 92 buyer. I see uh, Junior Alvarado is going to come into town to ride. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this horse uh, possibly capture the pin oak. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> Maybe they'll run one too. He's, he, according to my past performances, and that doesn't include the day, I guess, but he's run 18 times and won five. Now, we know he's won six 
won six out of 19 at, at least. But, uh, yeah, Quadera is a very nice filly by Dubawi, and she's had two wins and three starts. I don't know how she got beat 49 lengths in Germany, but maybe she didn't like the sauerkraut or something. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's like uh, uh, her her other two races are sparkling, and, and uh, you know, like I say, Graham's really, really hot right now. Well, it's, it's going to make for an interesting race. And I'll tell you what, you know, betters got to love it because uh, Keeneland is packing the field. We've got uh, nine of them in there. And then in the Lexus Raven run, uh, all 12 uh, starting gate shoots will be uh, filled in there. And uh, we'll address that race after we take a little bit of a break here. Got to pay some bills. We're talking with Jude Feld. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And Horse Racing Radio Network's Jude Feld has been kind enough to be with us as if he's not busy enough leading up to the Breeders' Cup. In a few minutes, we're going to get to the uh, Lexus Raven run and then go to New York. Uh, you know, we'll compare apples to apples in the Big Apple. It's a big New York bread day there, the Empire Classic Handicap. But before we go there, Jude, I know you've been doing your homework and I just kind of uh, want your opinion on a nice little race that's going to be run out there at Santa Anita called the Breeders' Cup Turf. $4 million, a mile and a half. I know you know how to handicap that, those races because you hit one today at Keeneland. Um, you know, I, I think, like everybody else, we can throw out Flincher's uh, last race in, in the Joe Hirsch. But I find it interesting that Found 
supposedly is uh, is pointing here after winning the arc and just last Saturday running second in the champion stakes. Of course, uh, she's already a, a Breeders' Cup winner. Aiden O'Brien's also going to uh, put uh, uh, Highland Real on the plane. So uh, tell me what you might know about about the, the horses that are in this race. Of course, a mile and a half on the grass, you're always going to bring in that European factor. Yeah, well, you know, Fam, she she's uh, tremendous and Highland Real. Uh, the nice thing about Aiden O'Brien is he he doesn't uh, feel the need to give those horses, you know, four months between starts, and especially at the end of the year, this is very very typical of European horses. They'll they'll jam a few races together at the end of the year, knowing that they're going to have uh, most of the winter off. So um, it, it's not unusual, and I think both of those horses are major factors. Uh, Flincher's just been outstanding here. He's got a couple of dubious rides from Javier Castellano, but he's also been running in some really short fields that don't favor him. I mean, a horse with not much speed that gets stuck in a four-horse field isn't really going to do very well most of the time. So um, I think you'll see the real Flincher run uh, in the Breeders' Cup turf. I think he's a he's a big, big factor in that race. And I think he can run with the other two horses. He, he's uh, just a, a beast. Um, then you got the, the horse that wins all the time, the big hoss. <laughs> I love him. You're going to get great odds. Yeah, going to get great odds. And, you know, that's the great thing about the Breeders' Cup. There's some fine horses that run, and you can't bet on all of them. So you got to find the ones that maybe have a chance that that uh, the public's ignoring, and man, oh man, I've I've really become a fan of that horse. He he goes everywhere. He just runs. He just just runs, baby. <laughs> I know. Uh, so you know, it's it's going to be a great race. I mean, Breeders' Cup really that it, it's the best two days of the year. I I think uh, you know like, uh, there's something to be said for for Oaks and Derby weekend. You know that's always great. But man, the Breeders' Cup is is just really something special. Well, uh, just like I think we can throw out uh, Flincher's last race due to the uh, the very, very uh, yielding track condition in New York, I, I think we can throw out Teppen's last race because Kent DeSormo should have been arrested for thievery the way he got <laughs> away with that lead at Keeneland uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, that, that was amazing. I mean, that, I don't know where that race came from, but... Um, you know, that, that was an amazing race that photo call ran. It was a great ride by Kent. It was like the Kent DeSormo of old, you know, when Kent first came around California, at least, and I was training, he used to do crazy things like that. He'd open up when everybody was trying to take a hold and, and he'd catch guys napping, you know, and he'd, he'd make a premature move on the turn and steal a race and, you know, it was it was really cool to to watch. Uh, not so cool when you didn't bet on her, but uh, you know, I mean, it's just just amazing, uh, amazing performance by him and the filly. And and uh, you know, she's a filly that's always had a lot of ability. She's a Grade One winner, but she kind of seemed to be off form a little bit. But whatever, you never see Desormo riding for uh, Todd Pletcher, but they combined. And to me, the greatest story was they asked uh, Mike Battaglia asked. Ask uh, Kent DeSormo after the race if 
if uh, those were Todd's in- instructions. And DeSormo laughed. He said, no, he told me to cover her up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can verify that because I met Kent at Portofino in Lexington after the races, and he told me the same thing. He said, what yeah. can I say, you know? I, Todd told me to cover her up. He said, after the first eighth of a mile, she just dragged me to lead. And I said, the hell with this. Let's go on with it, you know? He said, Secretariat couldn't have caught me in the last quarter mile. I had so much horse. So, uh, It'll it'll be interesting. Now we don't know if Teppen is confirmed to the Philly Mare Turf. Uh, you know, I've heard the Cassies are putting a line through that race. Uh, do you know anything? Um, Teppen, um, I, as far as I know, she's going to run in the mile, but uh, but I I don't know anything for sure. I mean, you know, Mark kind of uh, uh, you know changes his mind sometimes. He's he's very much uh, fly by the seat of his pants kind of guy. He, he has plans, but they're they're always loose. Um, so you know, I, I don't know for sure. I mean, the Breeders' Cup Mile is going to be super tough. Uh, looks like Lomato's going to run in there, and, and he's you know outstanding. And Teppen and Alice Springs, Ironicus and Miss Temple City. Uh, you know, they they just ran one two at Keeneland. So I mean, they're Mondial East. It's going to be a really salty race as per usual. I mean, these races are just super deep. All right, well, listen, they're telling me I only got four minutes, so I want to get your insight into the Lexus Raven run. Another case, Jude Feld, where the horses are just coming in from everywhere. But all I, all I can say is if this horse, uh, Lucian Ethel, doesn't win, they got some splaining to do. <laughs> yeah, well, Lucian Ethel, you know, she's, she's kind of an overachiever, uh, a daughter of during um, out of a silver ghost mare and, and, uh, she's, you know, she's been running great four straight victories. Um, this is a little bit of an acid test for class here. This is a, probably the best field that she's uh, run against, although she did win the prior at Saratoga, but, um, this is a pretty salty group. I mean, you've got, uh, Curlin's approval coming in from Gulfstream. She's got a very nice record. Sophia's song, uh, another filly never been out of the money. Tuck Reese from, from Shadwell. So there's some fillies in here that can run. It's, uh, it's going to be the kind of race where um, there's going to be a lot of pace on. Uh, whoever gets a good trip is, is going to be tough. And Lucy and Ethel, I mean, she might be the fastest horse in the race, but there's some quality speed going to be in there to uh, soften her up a little bit. So, um I don't know. I, I just got a gut feeling Marty Wolfson wouldn't ship Curlin's approval to Keeneland unless he thought she was going to win. I've had some great luck with Marty Wolfson over the years, keying some big pick fours and stuff, so you can rest assured she'll be on my ticket. Yeah, and uh, you got that really nice rider and uh, Tyler Gaffleone coming up uh, to, to ride in his debut at Keeneland. Well, uh, down to about the uh, the two-minute to post mark here. Great day for the New York Reds. My, how that uh, program has taken off. And, of course, uh, with the uh, purses they offer, you can see why good horses are going up to New York. Uh, the Empire Classic uh, is the best race of the day, 300000 This is kind of neat. you got all those shippers coming into Keeneland, but these horses at Belmont have faced each other time and time again. Yeah, they're, they're pretty nice. Uh, Go- Governor Malibu, he's, he's an outstanding horse. I thought he should have won the Belmont. Rosario kind of screwed that up. Uh, then he you. came back in the race, Leobon Freak. There, there was not much pace on that day. Didn't help him any. 
Um, the Travers, you know, he ran around the track. He wasn't going to catch Arrogate either. They, they drop him in the lounge race. He wins by seven. Um, you know, he, he should he should be tough in here. I think um, he'll be a short price. He won't he won't be ten cents on the dollar, but but um, he he looks like the best horse in the race. Well, yeah, and he's coming in off a 99 buyer. Uh, another, it looks like this one optional claimer might have been a, uh, a, a prep in here and that uh, wake up in Malibu uh, ran away from a mall. He, he could be salty in there, but uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting day. Royal Posse, of course, uh, certainly a factor in there coming off two straight wins. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, going to be a great day for New York. Uh, the big day in the Big Apple with the New York Breds. Jude Feld, listen. I want to A, thank you very much for being on the program, and B, I got about 30 seconds left. How do people listen to your Breeders' Cup broadcast? Well, we're going to be on uh, from 5 to 8 Eastern Time on Friday. That'll be on Sirius 219 and XM 206. And then uh, we're on Sirius XM 93 uh, from 3 to 9 Eastern Time on Saturday. So. Um, all that information will be on our website, horseracingradio.net. And, uh, of course, it will be tweeted out and all of that beforehand, too. Um, so uh, go to the website, check it out. We've got a lot of coverage during the week. Our lead-in shows, I, I always brag on our lead-in shows because they're so interesting. We have a lot of trainers and owners and jockeys stop by and talk about their horses. You learn a lot. Um, we do the same thing uh, during... Uh, Kentucky Derby week, but the, the lead-in shows are great, in my opinion. They, they start at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern, and um, just just uh, fantastic. You can always stream on our website. You can get it on your phone. There's a Listen Now button, and uh, you can just click that and listen to us. And there's also uh, one for the uh, HRN in Espanol if you would rather listen in Spanish. All right, Jude Feld, thanks a million for being on the show. Have a great time out at Santa Anita. I'll catch up with you later and say hi to Mike Penna for me. All right, will do. Thanks, John. Okay, that was Jude Feld. I also want to thank Gary Falter from OwnerView. I want to thank you for listening. I want to remind you to go to winningponies.com. A lot of good racing over the weekend, some big fields. So go to winningponies.com and pull down those easy win forms. Good luck, everybody. Remember, when you go to the races, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.